0: Do I have time pressure basically for the
1: answers? No. You no, can stay here until uh, midnight. Actually, actually, Hold this on. this is the podcast already. Have you heard about this uh, podcast? I think the the site make this podcast called Alice gesagt, and they have a person over for an interview, and <clears throat> the podcast keeps going until the person being interviewed says a, a keyword. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah. And I think they've been some interviews that are like eight hours long or something. What? Yeah, they're just talking and they get together and now it's a bit different, but before they would just meet in a restaurant, they eat so between a says... stuff. It's really like there's some that are incredibly long. So that's what we're going to have today. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. like if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of the people working in Dice. so I think we don't need to go that deep into the introduction today, but let's make it official. <laughs> this is the Data Dice podcast, to be named DiceCast, Datapod, whatever. And today we have to the a good name, yeah, yeah, the founder mm-hmm. and CEO of Data Dice, Thomas. Hey, Thomas. Thanks for uh, being invited, being here, basically. Yeah. Pleasure.
0: I brought the, I brought, I brought my crowd with me, basically.
1: Yeah, very good. You're the first person being interviewed that put his own uh, Zoom background. So, yeah yeah that's that's
0: why it took me a little bit longer also to yeah. connect uh, Back- backgrounds more because yeah. the first one i did after installing basically client was uh, uh getting some audience <laughs> with me
1: <Yeah. laughs> very good we were talking in the in the audio test and you were telling me that you didn't have breakfast today is that a common thing uh,
0: typically not no uh, normally i have my breakfast with my family as uh that's normally i'm not necessarily the only time during the week but uh that's the time i enjoy the most in the morning with my with my little girl
1: mm-hmm.
0: um as she goes to the kindergarten afterwards and um so this is this one hour which is like the holy grail of the day so yeah. uh, normally we have breakfast together um But today, I'm not quite sure why, but uh, I had some appointments in the morning and I needed to skip it. Um, So I took my one hour then when she came back from kindergarten.
1: (laughs) I've been a couple of times in Coburg already. And some days I go running in in the morning and I pass by the hotel lobby and doesn't matter what time it's it, it's like 6.30 a.m. or something. And you're almost always sitting at the uh, restaurant of the hotel, already typing up your computer. Is that the start of every day or only when there's clients around so they see how hardworking? So, for, for, that so that first think?
0: of all, yes, if clients <laughs> around, um, I'm always first in the morning <laughs> to yeah. be hardworking. No kidding. And um, uh, I would not say every day. And um, now during COVID times, um, no one is really in the hotel in the morning. It depends a little bit on uh, how many guests are there. Um, but um, for example my uh, mother-in-law who's usually running uh, the, the morning hours in the hotel is there it's like super nice in the morning to like go there have some coffee do my first emails and i like those one hour in the morning pretty much because no one's stressing you not from slack side not from phone side um so you really have the first hour for you my daughter's usually also sleeping till 7 30 or 8 a.m if we're really lucky um and um, yeah this this time is really really great in the morning and you can really concentrate on like doing something and uh, normally doing some emails right have some chat with my family no matter who's like joining in the morning from uh-huh. <laughs> which direction.
1: Yeah. And when did that start? When is, did it started? Once you were having the convenience of living next to a hotel, or also further back. Yeah, before
0: when 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 I was still working in Berlin, um, I was traveling a lot of times to Berlin in the morning, and the train mm-hmm. was going at uh, six forty. So um, I need to leave. Uh, I needed to leave at uh, six thirty. And uh, normally no one is there in the morning. So, and uh, some some of the some of the employees um, from from the hotel here, um, they are starting at six. Um, but not like family members; they are usually starting at seven. It's everywhere that they start at six. And then you just like ran in, uh, get your get your coffee to go, and uh, there was always time those two minutes. But uh, otherwise, then if you need to stand up at six to leave at 6 30 or having a shower and you have no time then to don't have those 10 minutes for coffee that it's in too early for me
1: i think already in the first minutes we've been touching about how precisely calculated you have a lot of time around the the day you knew exactly the time you needed to go to the train station and everything yeah. talking with the rest of the team and some questions from some special people that I reached out time management was a big topic that came up no it's definitely uh, yes definitely yes. especially now i think it's the complexity has been evolving coming out from working then working running a business family building a house how has that changed for you have you noticed this uh, difference in complexity of how many things you need to be uh, balancing so to say or it's just the same approach in a different scale. Um, I would
0: say that I mean the hours of uh, the the hours during a day you work. Is <laughs> They're not the same. Changing at the end, it cannot change, right? I mean, um, I would say the free time or the time where you can really relax changed a little bit to, of course, getting like less. But on the other side, like time with the family need to be there also during mm-hmm. the week. So I'm not a person who say it's everything is about work during the week, cannot do that. Um, But of course, it's not so much as during the weekend. So it's normally at least one hour, sometimes two. And also depends a little bit on the schedule. So I'm not a person who says, okay at six, I need to stand up. Um, At seven, we have breakfast. 7:30. The kid needs to go to the kindergarten, and then blah blah blah. So it's not it's not working like that. It's like um, the plan normally, as I said before, is to have breakfast together as a family. That's important, and even if it's only 20 minutes, um, Mm. doesn't matter. Um, and then I usually try to be around um in the evening to bring my daughter to bed or at least say um a good night. Um, that's important for me. And around that. It's really about appointments. So if I have no appointment in the afternoon, I try to be also sometimes with the workers who are basically helping to build uh, the house or to renovate and so on, discuss some questions and um, yeah, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. Um, at the end, it's a balance during the uh, during the week and um, I try to make myself as less pressure as possible because as you said, um, if you have so many things, running at the same time and um, if you then have this tight schedule every day where well, that's not working for me at least not for me right so i try to um take the time when i can and um, then plan everything like ad talk at the beginning of the day um, depending on like the fixed meetings you have and the schedule and the 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 yeah to do's uh, you, you need to achieve at that day
1: have you tried which way is the fastest way to go to the office i think you've tracked car that depends bicycle, really, bike.
0: yeah that depends really on like the vehicle you use so the quickest from here to the office if, is with the motorbike but the preparation time is very high yeah, <laughs> so including all net, elements net it's the quickest exactly right gross like uh, with like uh, with returns and suit suit up basically um it's 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 not working yeah uh, so it's the slowest um yeah. then i think uh the quickest in total is car of course like taking the car from here going to the um, how's it called Tiefgarage uh, chief garage uh, basically parking, parking garage yeah. yeah parking lot um, and then go to the office i mean we have uh, have data dies um, with with our basically office in the city. Uh, we have the advantage that the parking garage is right, 10 right. meters, 10 meters across, like the entrance to the building. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's the quickest. But uh, with bicycle, it's also quick. Um, yeah. Now, since last year with the e-bike, uh, it's even quicker. But um, it's also a little bit more um, sweatier than <laughs> coming with the car. So, yeah, yeah. what can I say? Uh, there, there are a lot of, like, as you say, when you work with data, there are a lot of features, there are a lot of constants. Um, uh, so, yeah, normally my goal is to go with the bike every day. In uh, So if it's getting a little bit warmer, I would say. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not the winter biker. Yeah, but sometimes if you just need to go quick to an appointment or whatever, you take the car. it is how it is
1: yeah I mean you mentioned briefly that while you were working in Berlin a couple of years ago you were taking the train daily I think yeah daily would
0: be a little bit too optimistic but (laughs) uh, it was it was like getting more and more crazy till the end I would say so uh, when my wife then uh, was pregnant uh, yeah I also wanted to be around and (laughs) I enjoyed those 30 to 60 minutes on my couch every day even if it was from uh, half past 10 to half, half past 11 um, or to to midnight uh, because i needed i need to stand up at six in the morning the day uh, after uh, but even for that it was worth sometimes to travel um, two and a half hours to coburg and two and a half hours in the morning back to berlin um so it was not a matter of cost with the barn card 100 then uh, if you like sit in burden and relax a little bit or work in the evening or if you do it in the train it was not a big difference for me the most difficult thing was standing up in the morning at six i guess because i stand up quite early but six is like yeah <laughs> that's 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 it's a point which is not so cool. So seven, uh, six forty to seven is okay. Six is hard for me.
1: Bring us back to the people listening to those times in in Lazara. Outside of taking the train at six a.m., you joined early two thousand sixteen. All right, fifteen already. January fifteen. January fifteen. I was the thirty-fourth employee. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not quite sure why I know that,
1: but uh, I do. <laughs> And you joined straight away as head of BI, or what was the plan there? Yeah, yeah, that was uh,
0: also one of the requirements because I was at Project A before two years. I had a very good job there. I I loved the company. I loved the people there. So there was no real reason for me to change. I had good projects. Um, yeah, the one and only one and only reason was uh, to build something on my own, basically, like the the team. Um, like the bi team because there was no bi team before um it was only done by the by the it team if there were data requests so mm-hmm. basically the big challenge for me um, back in the days back in 2000 end of 2014 basically when i when i had the talks with roman was um to build a bi team to build something great there um and yeah and to grow with the team at the end and with yeah. the project that was that was basically what yeah, was so interesting and um
1: what me. what were the first steps uh, starting a BI team from scratch for another company?
0: Good question. Um, I would say the biggest challenge at the beginning was to really have a platform, like to really have this database, um, which is which is yeah defined and where you really have this. <laughs> I love that word a single point of truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and that was the biggest challenge at the beginning to really have all the data sources and um, bringing all the data points together and um, have this one system, which is really giving you the answers you need, where the KPIs are defined, that you don't need to check every day um, that the answers are right, but that you can say, okay, give me this um, revenue or that you have a system already where, it's, uh, where, this, where the, those KPIs um, are shown um, in dashboards. Yeah, this was the first step. Took a while, some months, because we had no team. There were two people at the beginning or three very quickly. And then we went with that for a while.
1: How's building the team there? Like? like, what was the first people that you were hiring? What were you looking for in this uh, situation? I'm usually,
0: it's not only me, it's also Lazara, right? Uh, I learned a lot from Lazara basically back in the days when it comes to hiring, because I didn't do that, at least uh, not, 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 not primary before. And um, what I learned was like looking for talents and not for experience, Um, because experience basically you can buy of course it's not that cheap and um, the problem with if you buy experience is um, apart from that those people are very expensive that like the 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 learning curve is not that um, like um, steep anymore so um, looking for talents has one problem you need to invest time at the beginning of course You see those people developing over time, and uh, developing curve like the learning curve is is very like like very good at the beginning. And it stays that way for a very long time, and you see how those people are developing, and it makes 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 really like makes really fun to see that, and uh, also gives you more energy if you see how people basically came to you, how they started with the company, and. Uh, how they like basically develop within the first year, and what their basically, yeah, their 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 learning curve was after one year. So we do those regular feedbacks. Also back at Lazar, we do the same thing at uh, Data at the moment. So we at least meet um, with junior people every six months. At the beginning, even even uh, every two to three months, I would say. Yeah. So for the first couple of quarters and that we see how are you feeling where are the challenges what did you learn to reflect not only for them but also for us right Uh, because um like growing within the organization is not only about like the people who 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 work there but also for the management team at the end um because because you need to like assist a lot and you need to like teach them a lot and support them a lot and um you can only like recognize what could be better if you get that feedback. yeah. And if you also get this, maybe sometimes also critical fit, feedback, which is okay. <laughs> um, as long as you change something.
1: How much do you see your role also as challenging those goals and expectations that people have? No, because especially I think when one talks to more junior people, they have the goals are not as high as they could be. No. And I think the part of the fun part is saying like, Hey, you're not aiming as high as you could or you should no do you consider that also in the part of the feedback
0: definitely yes so feedback is usually maybe to to go a little, little bit more detail there feedback is usually like they say what they like what they achieved what they dislike um what 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 their goals were what they reached and then we basically mirror that thing from the from the manager's pr- perspective and see if both sides are matching and that's okay. usually quite interesting. So we never have those situations. So I never had those situations where it was completely off both sides. But you see then where basically uh, the the team member's side and maybe the side of their managers maybe are a little bit closer together, where they maybe um, go a little bit far away. And those are the points you really need to work on i guess um because because if they think they're very good at something and you think it's the other way around or (laughs) it's 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 yeah they are not that good or it's the other way around then there's basically some room for to 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 talk about that and uh, basically coming back to the question um, at the end you really look where you can so where are the points where you can get better short term let's say next 3 to 6 months depending on when the next feedback meeting is but also long term yeah I'm, I'm 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 always asking and um i think uh, we 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 also talked about that ricardo um that where do you see yourself in some years yeah but not only in the next 6 months what are you going to to achieve or planning to achieve there but um also where do you see yourself in the next years to really have this this look like outside of the box to really check and um, where do you want to develop to and uh, that's super interesting and with young people with junior people sometimes it, it depends a little bit on the on on the team members and on on, on the people itself um how reflected they are how how do you say introverted extroverted, would say the other way you
1: know? or introspective i would say
0: introspective okay if they're introspect introspective or not um and this really depends uh, what well, this really then uh, um makes a difference um, how they see themselves in the next years the other way is um, or the other point is that if they come fresh from university for example they don't really know what they want to do if they want to code if they want to go into more like data analysis and so you need to find out that within the first months um, if they when they see okay those are the tools you're working with those are the projects you're working with and then you also see what like which projects um, are giving you more fun or less fun.
1: Yeah, there's this writer that I really like that also works at a university, Tyler Cohen. And he says that one of the coolest things of working with young people is similar to what you were saying, no? Like this being able to be earlier in the development phase of people and really guide them to push their aim higher and move them and see the talent grow at a completely different uh, rate. And he says, he says it. Say like, I'm working with teenagers, no, who are often a bit lost in what they're aiming for, and having to opportunity to tell them, hey, what you're trying to go for, it's you should aim a bit higher, no, and it's going to be super rewarding True. to yeah. see what people are going for. Yeah. And in a there's smooth,
0: no there's no general plan for that. Right? You you don't yeah, have exactly. this list where you say, okay, no, not today's feedback meeting with team member B and um, I'm going through that list and at the end we know where we're standing. Uh, so, so it's really about like you really need to talk with each other and you really need to see him as an individual uh, and uh, everyone is different. And even if all of them are smart, let's, let's, let, 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 let's, let's say every team member is smart, then
1: doesn't mean that for everyone like the same like rule supply in terms of personal development. And what about what about when you weren't starting to to work? How was it for you? Were you having this uh, opportunity of having someone who was your aspiring partner who would help you aim your goals a bit higher, or was it more something that just came to you naturally?
0: I think I'm someone who are really like I'm I'm trying to always do something new and, and like to experience something new, learn something new. So I'm. Um, I have that inner, like, how do you say that? Language, drive? Um, yeah, drive, but also like this, this. if, if I see that there's something and I don't know about that, I would like to learn it. If you are young and you're in a startup, and I also started in a startup in 2011, I think it was when I came to Berlin after university, and you have this inner drive and you have this freedom or this trust of the CEO, CTO, C-level, whatever, um, then you can really grow. And this is also what you need to give to young people at the end, right? Because you got the same back in the days. Yeah? yeah, They really like trusted you. They really said, okay, like go for it. If something went, uh, something is going wrong, then okay, it happens, shit happens, but it should not happen a second time. And this is also what I try to uh, teach young people. If I talk to them, try something. If something goes wrong, it is how it is, right? You cannot prevent that 100% of the times. Um, you can be more careful. You can be super careful, but then you like lose a lot of time. yeah. And then you're not maybe 80-20 anymore. Pareto principle, which is like super important for me while working. yeah. Then maybe you can reduce some more like mistakes, but it doesn't help you at the end to grow fast. It doesn't help the company to grow fast.
1: And what about this first job, My Sport World? correct? Yeah, correct. And yeah. it was
0: basically, it was the MySport Group and the GMBH. So like the company behind that was also a different name, but the brand was MySport Group and the brand was like separated into two brands, MySport Brands and MySport World. And at the end, MySport Brands was the shopping club. Mm-hmm. They basically um, it was an e-commerce retailer for everything around sports, like fashion or let's not call it fashion let's let's say clothes at the end right because in in, like in a in when you talk about sports you don't look for this fashion aspect you look more for like how the how the clothes basically help you to maybe be more sportive and but also equipment at the end right it was very very broad um things we 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 sold and my sport world was basically a shop And when I started in 2011, the startup was already live, I think, one year or one and a half years. I don't know. I really, really know. And I also started my sport brands. And then after some weeks, it was my internship was three months. So it was no fixed job. It was just an internship. And uh, they started my sport world. Um, And um, yeah, I said, okay, I can run the content team at the end because um, i had a lot of ideas how to use excel for better processes um and it was like excel was bi back in the days there were yeah. no good uh, bi solutions there were like just very big bi solutions and yeah excel was very good at uh, that still is in a lot yeah, of companies still. and uh, it also works i would not say it doesn't work um people make fun is... of
1: excel but it still uh, it's useful yeah right? it, it it is very good it's
0: a very good tool yeah no better if you use google spreadsheet sheets or like microsoft excel they are both very similar mm. like now but uh, coming back to the topic that was working good and um, basically gave the whole department way more room like to do their job better when a lot of things in the background were automated and that were basically my starts in doing bi because that was business intelligence um at least for me back in the days and then we started on like looking into some alternatives um, for a data warehouse, um, and that was then I got the fixed fixed job role there, I got a fixed contract, and um, was and then uh, basically after like. In nearly a year, I was switching then more to BI. I said, okay, I would like to give the the, the department to someone else and basically concentrate more on data. And um, yeah, then half a year later or uh, one year later, I then moved to Project A to learn more. So it was the same thing. Then the Zara, I saw the challenge basically to work in a different like environment, and I took it, and it was a good decision.
1: Yeah. Do you miss something in particular of this, this era, these years with full flexibility and open road ahead? Not really. Not really. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I, I cannot no. say that.
0: I miss, I, I miss, no, it's also not a hell no. It's it's. It was super good at that time to have this flexibility to grow, to, to personally grow, um, but also to learn more about uh, certain topics. Um, the biggest difference is when you are an intern or when you are a junior somewhere, you get that time to develop, right? If you run a company, you have no time to develop. Yeah. You need to run a company. So yeah. um, I, would also, I would not say you don't learn something, yeah. but uh, you learn a lot every day. But you don't have that room for like, trying something, taking two days to learn something. And this, I would say, I miss the most yeah. compared to those, to those years.
1: I think we've had already a lot of minutes of very serious talk. I think it's time to talk about the maybe the the genesis of that the unofficial genesis of data dice. I think it was spring twenty seventeen by coincidences of life. You and Teo are flying to China for Lazara in April. Mm-hmm. And I'm also mm-hmm. flying to China for a separate reason, also for Lazara. Just happened to be the case that the three of us plus Matthias, CEO of uh, Lezara, shout out. We we're just there in the same uh, thing, no? And it's, I think it's super cool to trace this back, no? I will leave it to you to tell a bit about this, this trip to China. Without indication, Seems you can it. take it wherever you want.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I would start with, the, with one of the uh, funny things before we got there. So uh, we were... I'm not quite sure with which airline we were flying. I think Cathay Pacific, um, if I remember right. Yeah. So Theo was, back in the days was in my team. He was basically, uh, so we hired him as an intern, I guess. And then he said, okay, I would like to go to another country. And I said, yeah, sure, do that, but stay within the company. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason to change the company. Yeah. So he was then going uh, to China for multiple months, at, at least at the beginning it was planned to basically build the BI um, team there, because we had a lot of processes there, and it was like not possible to run that from Germany, because you had this big time like difference. And um, if you if you don't like have the people like who are working with you, if you don't know about people, and then it's hard to build a BI solution around them because they don't trust the data. They don't trust maybe you. They don't know you. They. It's very hard to communicate at the end. Bottom line. And um, Sofia was in my team. And I think we were sitting next to each other, Ricardo, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah? But, at, but at why why very... were we sitting
1: together? We were at the airport and uh, uh, the plane was about, like so we were about to board the plane. Matthias back then was flying a lot to China. And then in one quick move, he got upgraded and he got a chance to get upgraded. I think the two of us were exactly. just like looking at our phones or something. And Taylor just said, yeah, yeah me and then tell us the the most uh, junior people was flying in first yeah. class and we we're just and was, uh, yeah,
0: basically business and we were in the wooden chairs basically at the very back of the uh of the of the plane yeah, that actually, was funny that was exactly what i wanted to, to yeah but I, to I disclose.
1: The, the two of us just fell asleep immediately arrived in china and then there was a uh, where the fun begins
0: there, there were really the fun yeah because the uh, I have to. I have to start with uh, with the with the time back in Berlin in the office because Theo was uh, needed a visa uh, obviously, yeah. Um, and I was like taking care of that. I talked to everyone inside the company, it's like to our HR team and what they have to do and and so on. And, and I also asked at the same time. So do I need something special? And someone told me, no, it's fine. Just get get basically the visa. And then you can enter the, the country. So, but the problem was we completely misunderstood each other. Yeah? So, and I also have to say that some weeks before I was like um, going to Egypt for some vacation, I was there, I was flying there, I was like buying my visa at the airport and, and so on. So, and this was in my head. And um, so, fast forward, uh, we were in the train from uh, Hong Kong to uh, from from hong kong airport basically yeah. to hong kong mainland we finally found out that i had no visa for china as funny as that sound it wasn't funny at that particular time <laughs> because i was basically at the end super lucky that we were flying to hong kong and not to china mainland exactly. because i would not um, enter would have would not have entered the plane without a, without a visa so i at least like came to hong kong without a visa which was good Um, so it was very early in the morning i think at six uh, when we when we when we departed uh, arrived and yeah and i used then the whole day to 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 get a visa which was possible it was expensive but it was possible um it was a crazy moment because i knew that i needed to like be at this like agency at nine in the morning latest to get it at the same day that that i found out via the internet i was never in hong kong before had no idea no one at least not in that region where this agency was no one spoke english um, and i tried to find the way and also the agency moved some some month before so i was like driving to the wrong um to the to the wrong address um, at the beginning so the time window was getting uh, more and more uh, tinier and at the end i made it like really some minutes literally before nine i gave him a lot of money and <laughs> i gave him my passport and then he said come back at five so i was leaving the uh, building without my passport without a visa without a lot of money in my pocket and uh, yeah thought okay so if you come back let's see if the office is still there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah everything was good everything turned out good I, I got the visa I went in the evening to mainland, and the rest is then history. It was a very, very nice two weeks, and with a lot of work, with a lot of fun, with a lot of nice people, and
1: that was cool. But well, that was good. I, and I, the story, I think... and the
0: story, um, is always like told when, uh, yeah, we talk about those two weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh... Lesson learned. <laughs> you need well, a visa in China. <laughs> but also super cool how that it managed to work out, no? Because. For people who have not taken flight to China, I mean, it's multiple hours and arriving and you just spent, your body clock is completely confused. And then you're there and it's like 6am and everyone is kind of sleepy. And I, I think even for for the other three of us, we were confused what was happening. Like, wait, what? You don't have a what? And you just st- <laughs> I think we just got out- a visa? We got out of the train in this weird station in which no one gets yeah. out it was empty because it's 6 a.m. and in the middle of nowhere and we're just like just confused what was happening and we just led you because I, I we needed we needed to go there we, we had other appointments we we're just like ciao bye Thomas yeah, which was
0: I mean no one could have helped me in that particular situation Yeah, I mean yeah. I'm old enough to take <laughs> care of that myself and um, it was basically not the coolest thing to never been to China before and then like be there alone in the middle of uh, Hong Kong mainland uh, where no one is speaking English and I was not able to speak Mandarin. (laughs) I'm still not. (laughs) And uh, yeah, but it's like, it's always working. You always find a way to do that. right? Um, (laughs) At the end, it was funny. Not that day, but at the end of the day, let's say.
1: (laughs) For loyal listeners to the podcast, in the middle of them, we sometimes have a section called overrated versus underrated i'll give you a list of names concepts stuff mm-hmm. and you'll quickly just say uh, if you find them overrated underrated.
0: there's there's no middle right there's, only there's, no over middle. And underrated. there's no middle in this life okay that's, that's
1: that's that's hard that's hard okay full on okay the song let it go from the movie frozen underrated <laughs> or underrated did you ask everyone or just me <laughs> this is as tailored for each person
0: two years ago i would have said overrated now i say underrated Uh,
1: because my uh,
0: daughter don't really like it but it was on the tony box for a quite long time and if you ask my wife she would scream into the microphone (laughs) underrated (laughs) because in the meantime she hates that song so underrated
1: Mm. planking overrated or underrated
0: totally overrated i would say (laughs) totally overrated (laughs) Uh, yeah, do I need, do I need to? Do no, I need to no, no explanation needed. Yeah, we can okay. just keep going. Overrated. Overrated. Yeah. Overrated.
1: Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, uh, last year, totally underrated. Okay. The customer support from the platform Udemy. I skipped that. The customer support from Deutsche Bahn.
0: Interesting one. Interesting one. I would say underrated. I would say underrated. I really like them. I don't. I don't like the software behind that, but uh, the customer support is really good. Um, They're really nice. Taco Tuesday. <sighs> yeah, it's like global definition is hard. Global
1: definition is hard. And um, yeah.
0: Overrated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, now there, there's a special uh, submission from someone outside of the company. Uh, carrying okay. cash in your pocket overrated (laughs) okay Uh, very much overrated (laughs) very good the last one warming up the tires (laughs) very nice very nice
0: very nice last one it's definitely uh i always have to think that i
1: don't say exactly the wrong way it's uh underrated it's of course underrated so, we can, we can stay on this and wearing up the tires and go a bit into. Yeah, we have to explain that. Otherwise, go, it makes go sense. deeper. No? So, go-karts. go karts. First of all, cards. is there a different feeling and how between electric go karts and fuel driven carts?
0: Yeah, definitely, yes. So, it depends, I would say. Um, I have to say, it depends um, what kind of fuel driven go karts you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the ones you have on a normal, like, card raceway uh, in germany then the electric ones are way better of course because they have like constant acceleration while those uh, uh mowers mower engines uh, from the uh, uh, combustion engines yeah they are not they are not made for uh, race cars <laughs> i would say so electric ones are way better and the the, the most or the best thing with the electrical um, stuff is um that uh, that you're not smell uh, like fumes yeah. afterwards. That's and, really, really very that's very really good.
1: And and how did you got into it? Because we had a team event and you crushed uh, all of us in <laughs> go-karting, which I think is a great team event idea. No, it goes yeah there's this there's this guy who there's used this to be typical the, team event. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's this guy who used to be the president of an NBA team and he organized league-wide ping pong competition because he was an semi-pro ping pong players so he just organized it to crush everyone and to have the chance to beat also professional sport players in a sport and i think why not no if you have now, what a chance should to I, what, the should, event, what should i, say? What should I yeah. say
0: that was exactly the point where i wanted to do the team event to crush everyone
1: <laughs> no and um, actually no.
0: i really like like writing the card, um, and i do it yeah i would like to do it more often um, and you also have the time to do it more often but you don't do it because at the end you need to go there and and so on so fast forward you don't do it that often and i really liked it and so it made a lot of fun i guess at I the guess end it's not the best team event right because you cannot talk with each other but it makes fun mm. it makes fun i
1: think it's i think it was super good because it gets already a yeah. common ground of talking of what is going to be about and there's just yeah. breaks in between i think it's a very good idea
0: it was was cool yeah and i was uh i was studying in dresden um back in the days yeah so um university of technology there and they had um, this formula student race team um basically what we did was building a prototype every year you had this like um, challenge every year to compete with the whole the whole like internationally at the end and so there are teams from india from the us from the whole europe um, who are then meeting at different racetracks and um, then doing different like stuff not not only like racing with each other it's also about like design uh, concept and statics and where you really like also need to show um that the car is safe and uh, do a lot of like calculations and it's like at the end it's a challenge for students and this is basically also why i love uh, go-karting that much
1: was that the entry point university or also from before with go-karting karting or with- Yeah, go-karting. Yeah, with karting. I did it
0: before, I did it before, but basically that was then <laughs> accelerating the thing a little bit more.
1: <laughs> yeah. I will quote submission from someone outside of the company. He has a shitload of hobbies, snowboarding, mountain bike, motorbike, kite surfing, wakeboarding. So what is the approach to evaluating a new hobby? Does it need to be something that requires a lot of fancy equipment? or complicated? (laughs) Good, good point.
0: Um, If I'm honest, I probably have to say yes. But I don't know if that's really the trigger at the end. At the end, yeah, most of my hobbies require um, those things. But on the other side, uh, you also have to be like honest, and you can rent all the stuff, like at least um, in the meantime. So um, I don't know. So those are no hobbies I do every day, of course. Um, So I'm not quite sure when was the last time I was somewhere to go snowboarding and it's probably like two or three years um was two or three years ago um at least but everything which is with uh snow water um, and makes fun it's a little bit action driven um is cool i really like that and i try to like do new stuff try new stuff and um, so and and find something where you really can you can really uh yeah, forget about your daily tasks and maybe also sometimes stress and uh, really concentrate on the sport and this doesn't yeah. like help me if i go for like playing football or something but if you're on the water and you do kite surfing <laughs> you're, you're you're better you better be 100 percent into that uh, <laughs> otherwise um, i'm not quite sure how long that will yeah. work
1: I see. That's a very, maybe I oversimplifying it. No, but a very seamless transition from this eagerness to learn that you were talking about before and this. No, because it's something tangible that your your learning curve. It's more could not just be, something yeah, that you can see. It's also that you can feel. No, it's also something that I mean, programming is hard to tell with from your fingertips that you have more knowledge yeah. of SQL. No, but if you get on a motorbike after multiple multiple hours of sessions of trying you kind of feel that you're getting better at it yeah you do something different at least Uh, and you don't think
0: uh, either it's on the motorbike or on a on on the water while kite surfing Um, you don't think about work (laughs) definitely not and maybe i'm searching for sports (laughs) <laughs> who would definitely give me that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and it, it's also the on the tech part that I think people like us who are at least in tech or tangentially involved into it is this idea of finding something that has gadgets and specifics, no? and then you can see, think about the very specific board that you can get with the new design and think about which one is the best for you and progress. I think there's multiple elements uh, around that. It definitely is. Talking about hobbies, if... You had ten more hours every day. What would you do with those ten hours?
0: <laughs> but those ten hours are then meant to be used for a hobby, I guess.
1: <laughs> you can do whatever you want with those. You and only you have these ten hours.
0: Yeah. So uh, probably I would use uh, two hours uh, to just relax. Um, sleep. And, ten uh, hours of sleep. Thank you. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> would a be good. Next question. Uh, no, I would use. <laughs> two hours to really relax because um, uh, during the week you don't have that much time to relax uh, and then uh, probably uh, three hours to um, teach yourself something new every day and then uh, the rest uh, three hours <laughs> then probably <laughs> you work mm-hmm. <laughs> that would that would probably be how it works uh, so yeah that, that really depends on if you can wish for something or if you look how reality would look like and <laughs> reality would probably look like that. Um, if you can wish for something, uh, yeah, you can do a lot of new hobbies <laughs> or just yeah. like take the car and go kite surfing somewhere or um, maybe ride the bike more or I don't know. But reality shows us that, that if you have more time, then you also have more projects that you do um, work-wise. Um, at least, if you are having
1: or running an own business. Did you ever consider getting into driving Formula One cars? <laughs> Formula One. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, yeah. I mean, all the way to the top. <laughs> or... Do you mean professionally or just once? <laughs> you can take it anywhere you want. Both.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so professionally is not gonna going to work. Then you need to start. I think with five or six, <laughs> um, and you need a good mentor and good coach or a lot of money, of course um but uh at just once yeah of course and um, that is of course like a dream you wish for maybe not formula one but maybe a, a single seat um race car yeah would be like super interesting like a bigger one right with a little bit more power than a formula one car uh, um, um uh, go-kart formula student car yeah i mean those formula student cards or cars they were like two meters long two and a half meters i don't know really And and they weighed 200 kilograms and they had 100 horsepower. So that was, that was okay. It's like a, like a, like a motorbike. That was cool. Um, But yeah, Formula One cars are a
1: little bit different, I guess. I I think within the podcast, we already talked a lot about Formula One. So just one question about it. What do you think Formula One as an organization, as a thing, should do to bring back the spirit of the, Michael Schumacher era?
0: Wow, very hard. I think, first of all, Formula One is not not German company, right? So it's not a German organization. It's an international mm-hmm. organization. So mm-hmm. the Schumacher area was very German, I guess. Um, okay. It, it was uh, probably, he also had a lot of fans like internationally, but I think the whole hype was more in Germany, as he is a like, German race driver. Yeah, to bring back the spirit, it's, it's not as easy to do that. Because um, like times now are completely different back in the days, mm-hmm. So you have different engines, different sound of the engines, which is a different like feeling also you have as a visitor, as, a, as an um, attendant to the to the sport when you go there, for example, and visit um, a race weekend. And it's not that easy times change. We have social media times now and we don't have this like just television broadcasting now where you like sit in front of the TV and you need to watch to like see what's happening now you can stream the race afterwards like in the evening or i don't know so so many things changed and it's not only about the sport but also about society and about like social media and all the stuff um, and then you have like different race drivers now than back in the days like you complete different personas like how they act how they feel um, how they drive a car um, so now now it's about like to to really look and maintain your tires for example or like um to do certain things your 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 um technical uh, the technical people tell you during the race with with that, that that was not happening um in let's say 1995 or 1996 yeah <laughs> you just went as quick as you can to be the first at the end um, and that had some that was kind of cool it had some spirit and now it's more tactical doesn't mean that it's worse, but um, it's different at the end. So yeah. it's not—it's not as easy to bring back the spirit from back in the days. That's not possible, I would say. Mm. But they did a lot of things to 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 interview people before the race and so on, which which brings you the sport uh, more close that it was maybe back in the days, which is also um, like depending on all the technical things that changed.
1: I mean, I think outside of of course. Being having a Mexican driver now is a more of a focus in Mexico now. But I think it's still like if you say Formula One in Mexico, the name that comes up is Schumacher. Like even to this day. And it's ah, interesting. Not, yeah. It maybe I see it. Maybe
0: I also see it wrong. Because yeah? you yeah. only see it as a, as a, as a German yeah. guy how it was back in the day. So. I mean, and when
1: I was, and... I think, 16 or 17 years old, my brother was on a trip. So I got his car. And exactly the next day, Three blocks away from my house i crashed a car complete loss and so my cousins were calling me schumacher so that's a <laughs> I remember. uh my of course my brother was thrilled about it <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah i mean i was eight years old uh, when schumacher started his career so
1: yeah, yeah. it was still relevant let's not talk about crashing uh, your sibling's car no. and talk about something. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was all right in the crash. Nothing happened. Uh, just the car. was done. Um, it was, that was, that, that's good at the end. Yeah. That's anyway, an thing. to make a start wrapping up because we've already been going for a long time and maybe we'll, this will need to be, there will need to be a part two on, on this, but let's, let's go now to, to a... let's go now to the cover side of, of the story now, which by the way, I will, uh, Mentioned by name, thanks to Robin, who provided me to some questions. There, Robin was telling me that way back then, two thousand three, he moved to Coburg and you didn't stop making fun of him. And then you moved to Cover. Really? Yeah. Why didn't
0: Why Why did he say that? <laughs> he at least could 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 tell me that I could prepare. <laughs> <laughs> To, to to be to be super like honest and fair, I have no idea that I did it, um, <laughs> but I can imagine, but, but but I can imagine that I did it, <laughs> but I cannot remember. That's like, as you said before. That's life, right? Mm-hmm. You found uh, you find the 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 woman of your life, and you move to Coburg, yeah? and um, I would not miss that, because uh, I really like it here, I really like the the area, um, I like the people here, um, mm-hmm. and I like to have some woods and green fields around around the place I live, I will also not miss Berlin, I like to go to Berlin for two or three days, go on the mm-hmm. train, be there, be in a big, uh, like, city, but living there, raising like children there mm. i think is a different story and yeah i um, yeah, don't want to go into more detail but it has um, advantages and disadvantages like everything else in life
1: yeah i'm not raising any of my kids in berlin at the moment huh? <laughs> <laughs> but i think i'm feel- uh, not quite sure what to say but yeah i just to touch again on the cover point i think something to be remarked Already a few times that I've been in Coburg, we need to get something and it's sometimes something that we could just order online, but I, I found it quite cool that you say, no, no, let's try first to get it local. No, like, let's try it. Let's go to the print shop here to get it. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I mean, we could just order it and get it. And you're like, no, let's, I mean, we're in Coburg, we should support the Coburg business. Yeah, so. def- yeah. definitely. Yes. I
0: mean, it's, it's, it's even like it was, it, it's getting even worse with COVID situation, of course. So if you like, I mean, we are in a digital business, uh, yeah. so So um, we did not suffer suffer from COVID a lot in terms of business. Um, I think we even did better during COVID because everything is getting more digitalized. Mm -hmm. Um, The only problem, um, I think, or the only challenge as as a digital company is like office situation and a lot of things changed um, for a lot of companies. Um, So no office times anymore um, in a lot of cities. Um, You do need to do a lot Via video calls. Uh, also, the podcast would probably be right. in person today if there was no COVID. We'll be drinking um, some
1: beers from the bar that you have as a fake background. Definitely, definitely,
0: definitely, yes. And next time I will sit behind the bar, yeah. um, <laughs> ho- hopefully behind the bar and not, the, not bars. And so, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, g- g- coming back to office situation what was the point by the way I, the I lost, question I was the more
1: oh, yeah i was gonna guide you Ketun. the point yeah. was not going back to the office situation we are we feel like we're at the bar now no yeah. it was about uh buying local if does it started when you move oh, yeah, to work to push into this or it was already something from sort
0: of yeah i know i would say it started when you moved to Cobra because then you need that then, then you like yeah, no more people. Also, right? if you're in Berlin, you also have some friends there and so on. But you normally don't know the people from the business there behind it because you have also too many businesses of printing and so on. So, but if if you live in a smaller city and you know some of the people, then you also go there. Huh? Why should you order online? You do everything online. So, for example, um, like shoes for 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 children, for example. Yeah, everything you buy everything online, but um, like. I also miss sometimes like the recommendations you get or the explanations for certain things and, and their local shops really help you and yeah. if you then have such a crazy time like we have at the moment and I see that situation every day at home and um, when you when, when you know people who, who, who own a business which is closed, where you cannot do something, of course you get like different help from the, from, from, from the state. But it's not the thing you want to do. Like, I and mean, I imagine uh, that my business is getting closed for um, something I cannot change, which is the case. Um, and I need to live from like uh, support of the of the of the government or support of the state. And then, yeah, it's a tough situation because you want to work and you want to like achieve something. We talked about that, right? You want to grow. You want to like be better. You want to like grow your company and and develop your company and you're not allowed to do that and 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 of course money is also missing then at the end some of them maybe also need to pay their rent or their 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 credits is it not not, not called credits right but um, yeah, yeah but they are not allowed to do that and you cannot and then you support those people more i think as you normally did that before this change we had beginning of last year it's getting and, serious discussion now. <laughs> no,
1: I think it's still nice and easy. And how, how do you see the Dice HQ in Coburg in a open for travel future? What what will change there? Will there be events, more stuff? Will Ahmed and uh, Alex finally build a zip line between their flats and the office so they can go even faster to work?
0: That would be good, yeah. So two of our employees uh, are living really, really close to the office. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure how they did that because normally uh, the situation is not as crazy as in Berlin where you really get no flat but um they found super nice flats in the very heart of the city um and uh, they are very close to the to the to the office and a zip line would be good and um, i think something like you have in the skiing areas would also be nice mm. um so um, gondola yeah gondola gondola the the the, the, the office is super close Uh, super central and um, we i would like to do more events also in the office but uh, yeah let's see let's first of all come out uh, strong out of this uh, pandemic here um, that everyone can be in the office and i really miss that time because like working from home and i think i don't only i'm not only talking about me like is super nice because you don't need to drive to the office. We talked about the driving times, um, but on the other side, yeah, I really miss like meeting um, the team members and uh, having a taco the Tuesday. Everything, so yeah, Taco yeah. Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, good point. We need a good uh, taco store here. So, whoever is seeing that, if you would like to uh, move to Coburg and you love tacos, and you search for a new business to to grow where you really can grow tacos
1: open. open a taco place in we'll, we'll be there every tuesday yeah so calculate maybe your unique economics if it's really
0: good maybe even more maybe even more
1: yeah you're gonna you're gonna sell at least guaranteed five tacos per week that's enough per to, week. that's enough to open so build your
0: business model around that and
1: uh, uh, it will exactly uh <laughs> Thomas, I know that you have a kid and a wife and a house and a business to run. So we've already been going for an hour. Thank you very much for chatting here and humor my idea of having this series of interviews. I think it's super cool for people to get to know a bit of a different side. Also, like you said, people are not in the office. They get a chance to know a bit more about everyone. And to wrap it up, do you have anything else that you would like to... I mean, knowing that it's probably going to be a part two about it, because in my list of notes, I didn't even get to even... yeah. Let's let's let's, let's
0: let's 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 uh, wait for part two. I would say so. Nothing in particular, and I think there are a lot of things to discuss. Uh, maybe we can uh, share another story of uh, the China trip 2017 next time. And um, then I have some time now to think which of those stories, because um, some of them might need to stay. Um, yeah, we need to think uh, of close, company branding. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly no seriously um let's wait for the next round um i'm super happy to uh, to looking forward to to do that thank you so much for your time ricardo and for pairing, for preparing everything it was very nice and uh yeah let's go for it part two somewhere <laughs>
1: thanks so much looking forward to that
0: have a great evening bye-bye